last Sunday, I talked to you about paying attention, about the importance of being awake to this present moment. And I truly believe that if you want to have a better and more fulfilling life, if you want to have a more robust spiritual life, that the way to do this is by practicing paying attention. This doesn't necessarily make it an easier life. Sometimes it would be easier to check out, wouldn't it? Or to look the other way because life does necessarily include times of pain and suffering. But the invitation is to be awake to all of it as best you can. Have you noticed that we live in a noisy world? Especially this weekend, I'm mindful of that. And I don't know about you, but it can be noisy living inside this head inside this body, so many voices, so many feelings and thoughts. When I stop, when I settle down to try to pray or meditate, at the start I need some time to let those voices settle down too and quiet down. And only then, and it can take a while, can a deeper time of quiet and contemplation come. We just heard Mary Oliver's little poem about praying. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones. Just pay attention and patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest, but the doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice may speak. The writer Anne Lamott says that for her, prayer can be summed up in three words. Help, thanks, wow. In my own prayer life, it's becoming less and less about words. There are certainly times that I I form words in my mind. I'll name people that I'm praying for. Please be with Mark in his suffering. Be with Susan in her grief. Help me to be strong and of use. But mostly, I try to listen. When my own thoughts rise up as they like to do, I try to watch them and let them float away. Not always successfully, of course. Because I sense that there is a deeper voice in there 
waiting to be heard if I can get quiet enough if I wait and watch and am still. Do you know how when you walk into the woods, the animals go into hiding? The birds stop singing and flitting around and the squirrels disappear? But if you find a place and you sit quietly and you wait, eventually they will come back out. In my experience, the inner life is like that. Your soul is like a wild animal that is prone to hiding. Particularly when you're hurrying or when you're looking for it, searching for it. But if you settle down and wait, eventually it will come out and visit. The Spirit or God or whatever you may call that presence is also like a wild animal. I try to trust that that Spirit is always with us and that we do catch glimpses of it from time to time. Where can I go from your spirit, the psalmist wrote. Where can I flee from your presence? I know that some of us have negative associations with that word God, and that we come by these honestly perhaps because of what we were taught as children or because of some of the terrible things that people have done in God's name or just because of how we see the world. And I know that word God can be off-putting or scary and that some of you would be happy if I stopped using that name. You've told me. But what about the mystery? What about the light that shines in the darkness? What about the darkness, the deep and pregnant space that is so full of possibility? What about the silence where we can rest and be restored where we might hear a loving and liberating voice speak. Sometimes I get discouraged about this human enterprise that we call church. But what keeps me going is the spirit I sense moving here in our midst. The Sufi mystic Rumi was talking about this when he wrote a poem about the community of the spirit, a community that invites you to let go of whatever it is that's holding you back. He asks, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Move outside the tangle of fear thinking. Live in silence flow down 
and down in always widening rings of being. This is what I am trying to talk about or point to when I use those words spirit and mystery and God. I'm trying to describe that liminal space in which we are open to wider and deeper ways of being, where we can know, at least for that moment, that life is good, that there is reason for hope, even with all the pain and struggle in our lives and in our world. We heard this in Christine Robinson's version of Psalm 42. Deep calls to deep in the heart of the world. The creative energy of the universe throbs to those who listen. Put your trust there. You will not be forsaken. The whole point of prayer and meditation, of any kind of spiritual practice, is to put yourself in touch with that creative energy of the universe. Whatever you call it, however you understand it. And I know for myself that I need this grounding and this companionship as much as I need food and water. And there are so many ways one can be in touch with these steps. And of course, you need to find a way that is right for you. And I hope we help here with that. For a long time now, we've offered the Tuesday night meditation group and in the seasons of Advent and Lent, and now on the third Wednesdays of the month, we offer Vespers. And we're offering these different practices you can explore oftentimes on those third Wednesdays. And new things like yesterday's silent retreat. For me, it was such a gift to be here and be part of that. Almost six hours of silence such a blessing and a relief to not have to talk, to just be quiet for that long was so good. Not that it was always easy. The silence forces you to hear the voices within you some of them voices that you would rather push away or deny that those actually came from me? I feel that way. I have that unpleasant thought. And when you do settle down, when you can get past those surface voices, you do sense that there is something deep within the silence. A quiet calm that is always there waiting for us to notice. 
a peace that is beyond our ability to name or describe, a presence that we do not need to name or understand in order to be in touch with and be blessed by. My thought was this was the perfect Sunday for a sermon without words. I just haven't figured out how to do that yet. (laughs) Because all these words about trying to be quiet is kind of a contradiction, right? All I can do is point you toward that mystery that is so near to us and just remind you that it is there, that it is here, if we will just wait and watch and listen, if we will dare to stop and be still for a change, if we will care for ourselves enough and for our world enough that we will make the time for practices that feed our own souls, If we do this, then we will have the grounding and the grace to go out there and help others by spreading kindness and bringing peace and offering these gifts that we have to give. The UU minister, Jack Mendelson, who died a few years ago, he was a big personality He was an activist with a large and influential public ministry and a very healthy ego. And he also knew something about the power of prayer. He wrote once about this, writing that the common assumption that prayer is asking for things, he said, it's just wrong. It didn't make sense to him at all. Prayer is not a way of getting what you want, he wrote, but rather, he says, it is an effort to reach deep and to reach out and to become what we would like to be and need to be and ought to be. Proper prayer is not a petition to escape realities. It is an effort to face up to realities, to understand them, to deal with them, It is an expression of the desire to grow in spiritual stature, in courage, in strength, in faith. The purpose of prayer is to transform those doing the praying, to lift them out of fear and selfishness into serenity, patience, determination, belonging. A Quaker elder was once asked by somebody who was newer to the tradition, how long should I pray? And the response was, long enough that God starts praying you. In other words, put yourself into that place of deep listening and stay there long enough that the voices in your head have their say and finally quiet down. 
long enough that something shifts, long enough that you can listen to the silence and know that it is not the same as emptiness, that there is a presence in that absence, that there is a peace and a goodness that we are meant to be aware of and to partake in, a deep place, a depth that we come from and that we belong to. Listen. Just listen. Who knows what you will hear and how you will be blessed and how you will be changed. Amen.